1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 Siren sounds. North fans, the wait is over. Well done. Well done a little On SN, it's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus. With Mark Braybrook. And a very good morning. Welcome to the program on this Saturday morning. Wow, what a first week of finals. I'm not sure where we can start. We'll start with Dave Maiden in a moment from the QRL to look back at uh, some amazing, amazing results. And the top two teams at the end of the competition round beaten in week one. Just shows you what can happen in finals footy but also on the show today apart from Dave we'll speak with Lionel Harbin the coach of the Central Queensland Capras he's been so generous with his time throughout the year and at halftime on Sunday I thought we may not speak to him again but we will a little bit later in the program not sure how they got out of jail down 22 points to nil in a semi-final at halftime but they did and Matt Church didn't get the chance to catch up with Matt Uh, he was on his way back from PNG last week uh, so we'll chat with him today, not only about the experience of going back to Port Moresby with the Hunters for that final game, but also the news that he is the new coach at the Brisbane Tigers for season 2023. So, sp- plenty to talk to Matt about, and he can give us an insight into the teams left in the competition, how he feels uh, the Host Plus Cup will go. But Dave Maiden from the QRL is joining me as he does each and every week on the program and I'm sure he is as amazed as I am at the quality of, not only the quality of the football, but also the results, a cracking start of the final series. Dave, good morning to you.
0: How are you there, Mark? Yes, uh, it certainly was. I was fortunate enough to go to four of our games across the Hastings during Colton Host Plus last weekend and, and I was absolutely uh, so pleased about the standard of footy that was played and the quality of the games and and, uh, the results. You know, there was some fantastic results around that. uh, Most all games were tough, uh, and it just shows you the evenness of our competition this year and and the fact that the teams one and two were beaten on the weekend um, just goes to show it's a a tough, even race. Whoever's on form on the day can get the job done. So uh, there's plenty more footy to play yet.
1: Absolutely. And Dave, uh, the biggest margin was eight points between the Capras and the Pride, but that was thirty unanswered points in the second half, and and that gap only really opened up in the last couple of minutes. So all the games were just so tight, as you would expect at this time of year, I suppose.
0: Yeah, that's right. Look, I was uh, I was up and fortunate enough to be up in Rockhampton last weekend, and the town was a buzz. It really was. It was so excited. They had their Colts playing. They had the, who ironically beat Winham, who would only lost a couple of games all weekend, and and the crowd probably got them across the line there as well. And. And and then the uh, you have the Cup guys that come out, and they'll be 22 nil behind, and the Pride were playing exceptional footy, you know, uh, and the, the Capras were dropping a lot of pill in the first half, but it was almost like nobody wanted to score down that end, and then the second <laughs> half, they turned around, and, and away they went. and The Capras played some phenomenal footy. They really did. They, uh, they swung the ball wide. They had... Yeah, you know, they got some big power that charges through the middle, and and it's a really attractive brand of rugby league. And, and to their credit, they got it done, and, and it was a it was a big roar from the two and a half three thousand people were there watching the game. And you know, I was lucky enough to be one of them. And as a as a Northern Pride fan, you know, I'm, I'm neutral, but uh, somebody you always come from somewhere and and a proud. Far North Queenslander, it was disappointing to see, but it was also, uh, it was it, you know, it was exceptional rugby league from the Capras, and they deserve everything they've got this year because it's a great brand of footy across the club.
1: Well, as I was, as I was watching it at half time, I'm thinking, oh, this Pride side was so awful in the first part of the season. Are they getting the momentum at the right time of the year? Should we be watching out for them? This is all going through my mind at half time, of course, and then geez can change very quickly so well done to the capras and i'm looking forward to chatting with lionel a little bit later in the program now on saturday i was on the gold coast uh, for my daughter's wedding and the weather wasn't great the poor tweed seagulls but they didn't care about the weather they defeated brisbane they turned that result around from the week before 24 points to 18 and now they uh, get the pleasure of taking on the sunshine coast falcons but uh, yeah, tweed too good for the tigers yeah,
0: look again. Another great game. I was down at Pigabine. They haven't played too many games there this year, and, and the weather held off thankfully, and the, the the ground held up, and it was actually a good spectacle. Really good game. Another cracking game in the Colts as well, uh, where Tweed got up in that one as, as as well. So I really enjoyed the footy down there, and and, and the, the the quality is exceptional. And and Tweed uh, uh, again, it's a side informed who uh, You know, want to send their coach out on a high and. And they want to finish on a high, so you know, it really is tough footy this weekend. you know, I can't really pick winners out of know, this weekend's games.
1: Well, the Falcons have got to back up after being beaten by the Dolphins at home. They've got the advantage of it being a home game. It is an eleven o'clock kickoff tomorrow morning as well. But I spoke about you know the you know potentially the pride finding form at the right time that didn't eventuate with being beaten, but. I don't think there's a better team at the moment form wise even though um you know they got beaten by the Falcons the week before than the Redcliffe Dolphins. They every team must be looking at them and going hello.
0: Yeah look I I saw them play the Pride about 3 or 4 weeks ago and I thought well, are people who play them they're in trouble because they are in form they're a big power game. Uh, great, expensive footy as well uh, on the back end of that, and, and quality football in between. You know, faller are very dangerous at the back, so um, you know it, it, they they are playing exceptional footy. Um, so that shows you how well the Falcons are playing when they actually beat them mm. two weeks ago. So, and again, another tight game on the weekend when they played up there, and, and the bounce of the ball could have gone either way, and 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 that result could have gone either way. So um, these these uh, the Sunshine Coast Falcons are, are going to be. A really tough team to beat. You know, Brad Henderson's got them going really well, um, and and Tweed Sea Eagles are going to have to play as well as they possibly can this weekend because uh, this Falcons have been flying under the radar this year. You know, they they've um, they've they've really gone about their business sort of in a very professional, quiet manner, and and they're just getting the results. And obviously, they have finished second. So, um, but then you you look on the other side, and then you <coughs> you got Linda McGrady who's, who played his hundredth game the other day for uh, for a Tweet, um, and, and he's just about to score. He's about 12 points off 600. So an average of six points a game is pretty phenomenal mm-hmm. for a, across a long period of time. It's phenomenal for, for a player. So uh, Lyndon will be looking to add to that tally this weekend and see if he can get to 600 points.
1: Now, what do we make of the Bears? Beaten by North at home, which is a massive effort from North? who, you know, here we go again, saying they might be finding form at the right time after a bit of a mid-season slump and sort of acclimatising to the the new coaching centre. But what did you make of Burley as well, Dave?
0: Look, Burley are just starting to get some troops back. They've had a lot of injuries over the last six to eight weeks. Um, they're just starting to get some troops back. I uh, expected them to be uh, performing well in the finals as they always do under Rick Stone. Um, but North, you've got to take your hat off to them. They have. They did went through a little bit of a slump after Rowan Smith left, and it probably takes just like anything. It takes time to adapt to new coaching style, new new voices around the club. And uh, but they certainly seem to be doing that at the moment. North, they've got a quality, you know, quality pack, quality halves. Uh, they're they're really. I've uh, got some experienced players throughout the club there. And, uh, and they're a surprise packet with regards to that. That was a tough travel down to Pizzy Park there and knocking off the Bears. So um, they've secured themselves a home semi. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, this this game between Burley and the Capras. Uh, different styles of footy. But, um, you know, let's see how that goes. I- I'm looking forward to this clash.
1: Yeah, so Redcliffe await the winner of Burley and the Capras. And Norths await the winner of the Sunshine Coast Falcons and the Tweed Seagulls. That is it in the week. But today at 4.10 at Pizzy Park, the Bears take on the Capras. And tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, the match you'll hear here on SEN as the Sunshine Coast Falcons taking on the Tweed Seagulls. It is the end of the road for the losers. And the winners, as I said, the Bears or the Capras uh, go through next week uh, to either play, to play Redcliffe at Redcliffe or... The Falcons or the Tweed Seagulls will play North at Bashup Park next week as well. So some cracking matches to look forward to, not only this weekend, but next week as well. But it's not the only footy day because we've got the Hastings Searing Colts as well. Tomorrow um, at Cougar Eye, a Manly, a 10 past two, take on Tweed. Then on Sunday after the Host Plus Cup game, uh, Sunshine Coast and Redcliffe do battle again.
0: Yeah, look, there's some crackers here. We have got some brilliant youngsters coming through in the in the system, and and the quality of the football in this 21s has has been exceptional. This back end, the, the final series has is, is, has been really good. Um, so, you know, all teams will have to be on their go- on their game because you just off a little bit in this at this age group, and and you can get blown off the park. Mm. So, uh, but every game has been close. It's it's ironically, it's probably the best defensive sides that are through at this stage of the season, which is generally the case. Um, but these are going to be some cracking cracking footy. So, um, you know, looking forward to the results out of this, looking forward to, to looking at the future of our game because that's where it's coming from, out of the hastings during Colts and, and they're certainly turning on a spectacle lately.
1: Good to talk to you again, mate. Uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the footy this afternoon and tomorrow and we'll chat next Saturday morning.
0: No worries. Thanks, Mark. Talk there, to you soon.
1: There is Dave Maiden from the QRL uh, looking ahead to what should be uh, some cracking football this afternoon and tomorrow. And the grand final is not too far away. And if you'd like to win a family pass to the grand final, just keep listening to Patton Heels at breakfast. And um, who knows, you might be finding yourself on your way to Host Plus grand final on September 24. So listen from Monday from 6 for your chance to win that. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Yeah, Saturday morning with Mark Braybrook. Great to have you company. Uh, the playoffs, the finals continue this afternoon and then tomorrow on SEN from 11 o'clock, you'll be able to hear the match between the Sunshine Coast Falcons and the Tweed Seagulls. Uh, but I mentioned earlier in the program, I wanted to catch up with Matt Church. We spoke to Matt uh, a couple of weeks back as he was getting ready to go back to Port Moresby with uh, his side, the PNG Hunters. Wasn't able to get hold of him last week because uh, he was travelling and I was... Uh, busy, so I thought we'd catch up today, find out what it was like and also congratulate him on his appointment as the Brisbane Tigers coach for season 2023, and I'm pleased to say he's online now. Matt, thanks very much for your time. First of all, congratulations on that appointment.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, looking forward to working close to home.
1: Now, when we spoke last time, we uh, were on your way, I think, uh, to the airport. You might have just arrived. We spoke twice. Once to line up the chat when you are at the airport, and then when you had arrived in PNG. Um, and at the time, it was un- unaware to us that the cutters were umming and airing. The good news is that they did arrive. Even better news is that your hunters were able to finish the season on a high. So, just take us through what uh, what that time was like when your players returned home to their families.
2: Yeah, look, it was pretty emotional scenes at the at the airport. Um, not all the boys are from Port Moresby, so not all the families were there, but. Um, it certainly was an emotional time. Seeing families wading through the glass and, um, to try and I guess, to the through All the boys had yeah, a truck out the front waiting for our baggage, and I just I took it on myself just to wheel everyone's luggage out there and help on throw it on the on the truck because if the players went out there, the, the families would have searched forward and would have, would have created a bit of chaos. But yeah, really lovely things to see them back around their, their loved ones. And, yeah, emotional for me because it's been, uh, you know, a long two years and I've, I've wanted to get, get them back home and get them back
1: home safely. Game day. Um, what was that like? And uh, they must have played well.
2: Yeah, look, um, I think we probably were a little bit too excited we didn't start as well as we would have liked. Um, you know, we wanted to draw on the crowd. We obviously can't match the crowd, Um down at um, Bycroft Oval when we play at Runaway Bay. So, yeah, it was something that I wanted them to do was to feed off the energy and and bring the crowd into the game as much as possible. So if that meant, you know, making gestures to get them to cheer them on, then I knew that would help them. Um, And, yeah, really lucky to get away with the win in the end.
1: So what was it like, you know, after the game? The season's over. They're back home in their home country. You've been through so much. Uh, was there a bit of an emotional letdown once it was all over, or was everyone still on a bit of a high for a few days?
2: Oh, I think we were we were, we were pretty high after the game. We, um, we obviously,
1: McCoy had a fair
2: security detail, so we, we waited for them to leave this playing surface and um, and then you know, made sure that we went around and thanked all the crowd for coming out. And Yeah, the boys are really good like that, and do the rounds and get photos of everyone that wants a photo. And um, But we spent a fair bit of time together in the dressing sheds, and you know, Um I hadn't told anyone about the, the move, um, so I waited until, you know, a couple of hours after full time and then gathered um, all the players and staff back into the dressing sheds and, and let them know that I just that, that coached my last game as, as as a hunters coach and um so I think that brought a bit of the emotion out mm. but just being just being able to have friends and family visit visit the hotel, like I think it sort of kept the vibe of an exciting time because you know, they hadn't seen each other for, for seven or eight months.
1: And what about when you got home, back to Australia, back to, to Queensland, um, and the realisation that one chapter had closed and another chapter's about to start? How's it been for you?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of um, an emotional time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad to leave the hunters, but, uh, especially experience over the last two years, Um, you know, become friend, father, um, bank manager, uh, all (laughs) different types of roles outside of being a coach, Um, so yeah, I'm going to miss them, Um, but you know, I'm looking forward to to my next chapter as well.
1: And when does that start? When do you officially take over at the Tigers?
2: Uh, Not until November 1, but for normal. I guess all football contracts um, uh, do that, so I've got some stuff to tidy up with with the hunters, and obviously be very respectful. Of, you know, I've still got to finish my the time there, but there'll be some stuff with the, you know, obviously looking over. it, staffing and, and and roster at, mm. at the Tigers and a bit of crossover. But do that as respectfully um, as possible for both organisations.
1: Well, Mate, I also wanted to ask you uh, your opinion. We've got six teams remaining in the, the competition now and Redcliffe and Norse have got the weekend off. Um, out of those six, uh, Burley have sort of struggled with injuries at the wrong end of the season. Redcliffe are on a roll. Norse have found a bit of form. Um, we 've got the central capra still in there tweet again there 's so many teams w- which team do you reckon do you have in front uh, as likely premiers for this year?
2: Yeah, well, you yeah, for a long long time, I think we all had Burley um with probably a bit of daylight second um Redcliffe was someone that were on a bit of a target, and I thought you know that that could have been the possible grand final of the um and and Redcliff, and I still think that 's that um uh, that would have been the best one. Um, but, I, you know, for me now, Redcliffe, I think they're just surging. I think they, they get a week off at the right time. Mm. Um, and I, I just like what they've done at the back end of the year, and I think that's going to, that form that form's going to be hard to ha- hold out.
1: Yeah, I think Burley would have loved to have had that weekend off to try and get some of their players uh, 100% for...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we would, that would have been a different answer if Burley had a one last week and got the week off. I think that would have yeah, propelled them to the point where they would have got very close to having their full complement and and, um, then, yeah.
1: Well, mate, I really appreciate your time, not only today, but throughout the whole season. You know what we think here at SEN of what you and the Hunters have done for the game, not only for the Host Plus Cup, for the game of Rugby League here in in Queensland, but also in Papua New Guinea. Congratulations on that. And we look forward to chatting to you next year as coach of the Brisbane Tigers. Enjoy the off-season, short as it is, and, and good luck on November 1.
2: No worries. Thanks, Mark.
1: There he is, Matt Church, uh, the coach of the PNG Hunters and up until October 31 and soon-to-be coach of the Brisbane Tigers. We'll take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Other side of the break, we'll come back and we'll speak with the coach at the Central Queensland Capras on game day. He's having a chat with us ahead of their clash this afternoon against Burley at Pizzi Park. Lionel Harbin is next on the Host Plus Cup. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Yeah, Mark Braybrook on this Saturday morning. Uh, this time around this time last week, I was watching the Capras take on the Pride and couldn't believe it, 22 nil at halftime. time and thinking, I'm not going to get a chance to speak to Lionel Harbin again this season. And then 30 unanswered points in the second half. What did Lionel say to his side to get them out of that position? And how are they looking heading into this afternoon's game? And I really appreciate him giving up his time on game day. Lionel Harbin, first of all, congratulations on an extraordinary win. Well done.
3: Yeah, thanks Mark. Yeah, it was um it was unbelievable to be honest. Um yeah, we were just oh, full credit to pride to be honest. And in that first half they had full control of that game and yeah, it was just about us um you know getting some possession and uh getting some field position and we were able to do that in the second half.
1: I read um uh, some of your players saying there was no panic at half time. Uh that you were quite calm and and assuring them that they could still win the game. Is that the way it was, and I, in one respect, but also deep down, is that how you really were thinking?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. To be honest, it was. Um, you know, we've done it a few times this year. There's a, there's a lot of belief uh, within this group. You know, we've come back um, from you know different deficits throughout the year and um, being able to get a secure a few wins, and even some of the games that we've we've actually lost, we we fought right to the end. So. You know, this this team, there's a lot of spirit in it. Um, they'll keep fighting right to the end, and it was just the belief, like, if we could get, you know, one or two tries, we could um, flow on from that.
1: And what about the home ground advantage? Those fans, it was a big day in Rocky, that you know, an extra, give you an extra boost?
3: Oh, it was massive, to be honest, mate. Like, it was, um, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that in, in Rockhampton for a long time, and, you yeah, know, I've been in and around the Capras uh, ever since I was a kid, um, just a massive weekend there. Under-21s got up earlier in the day as well. And, um, you know, just the the noise and the excitement from the crowd is something that, um, you know, we'll remember for a long time.
1: So what's it been like in the aftermath during the week? Uh, have you had to do anything to try and get the, the players to realise, well, that's just another step in the journey? Or have they handled the situation really well?
3: No, they've, they've handled it really well, to be honest, Mark. The... Um, Throughout the year, we, we've sort of been, you know, dealing with it all along. Throughout the year, because you know, not many people have been expecting us to win throughout the year, and we've just been taking it one game at a time, and that's all we can do now. Um, you know, their, their feet is firmly on the ground. They know there's another tough challenge uh, ahead of us this afternoon with the with the Bears, and um, you know, we're going down here. We will be here with nothing to lose, and uh, you know, be giving it our best shot.
1: Once again, um, I'll go through our team of the week or the the Host Plus Cup team of the week uh, a little bit later in the program, but uh, having a look at the names there, there's some regular central Queensland Capras players that are named again in the team of the week and your two front rowers again, uh, Lionel, and that's where it really starts, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it does, and uh, yeah, that's where most games are won, uh, are through the middle. Uh, And I think we've spoken about this throughout the year. They've just... Our medals have done a, a really good job um, and I was just really happy our, our bench that come on sort of lift the intensity and I thought they sort of changed the momentum of the game in that, in that second half. So I was just really pleased with the effort they were able to put in and uh, Lachlan Humner, he was actually named man of the match. So just yeah, really pleased about them guys doing their job, especially this time of the year.
1: Well, it is the time of the year where you now on that tightrope. The fact that if you lose, you're gone. You you managed to to win last weekend, of course. Now this afternoon, you take on the minor premiers who will be hurting after being pipped by a point by last year's premiers. Uh, what are you expecting from Burley today?
3: Yeah, we're expecting them to bounce back. Obviously, um, you know they're 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 obviously got a big pack as well, and um, they've got speed in their outside backs. And quality halves, you know, they they tickle the boxes across the field. Um, like I said, we, we know it's going to be a challenge for us. Um, I mean, we've got nothing to lose. We're just coming down here and we'll be giving it our best shot. That's all we can do. And uh, we'll see what the result is at the end of it.
1: Well, they've had a terrific year, Burley. But, um, you know, for most of the year, they almost looked untouchable, didn't they? But a couple of losses in recent weeks, uh, I'm not expecting to give away any secrets, but you would have some sort of an idea where you guys need to, what you need to do to get over the top of them?
3: Yeah, we do. And I think, again, the main thing that uh, we've got to focus on is us. Uh, We've been saying that all year. You know, sometimes uh, we we beat ourselves, I think. And, uh, you know, if we can just get everything right in our game, um, you know, we'll we'll give ourselves a good show. Um, Yeah, obviously they have been the best side all year. And I, I don't think just this year, you know, they've been a quality... Side for a long time in the Q Cup, so um, yeah, we'll we'll be to see, we'll be here giving it our best shot this afternoon, and um, yeah, I'm just excited about the opportunity that lays ahead with this group.
1: Much has been said uh, uh, throughout the year with the the Capras um, not having an NRL affiliation. Of course, uh, the Dolphins will will give you some assistance next year, but this year, sort of being on your own, and uh, can that be an advantage though too, Lionel? The fact that each week, you know, on Tuesday night, first training session or whatever it may be, that everyone that's going to be available to play on the weekend is going to be at training. Do you reckon there is sometimes a little bit of a, a silver lining in that respect?
3: Yeah, I do, to be honest. It's, uh, it does help, you know, the squad that we have here is um, that train has trained for us since November is the squad that we'll have all year. And, um, you know, there's no one dropping back. Um, there's no one, you know, that we have to say that you're not playing this week. Um, so it does help you're able to work on combinations and um, little other things that you want to include into your game so it does have that silver lining at the same time though we are looking forward to that that, that relationship that we're going to have with the Dolphins next year and and the players that we do get back um, because I, I do think that will help also
1: Yeah, and their knowledge of, you know, what it takes to to get to the elite level and be able to sit there and talk with players who are are striving to do that. But it also gives those around your region uh, a pathway as well, or an easier pathway potentially to to be, you know, an NRL player. So that can only be a positive for all those young players now looking up, seeing how the Capras are going this year, but also, hey, next year, we've got this association with the Dolphins. It must be a, a, a wonderful time in Central Queensland for for rugby league,
3: yeah, it really is. Um, you know, like, yeah, we, we haven't had that relationship with an NRL club um, for quite some time, so just to have that direct pathway, uh, it's just exciting times for our our junior players in the region. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of players that are uh, have signed up already, uh, a couple of our junior players. So it's just exciting for them to see that pathway, and uh, you know, male and female. So. Again, yeah, just really pleased with where the game is at um, in the region at the moment, and it's just giving us something to really build on going into the future.
1: For those that don't know, Lionel uh, Kepa is obviously based there at Rocky. But what is the Central Queensland region? Where where do you spread to? Where do you get your players from and the support from in Central Queensland?
3: Yeah, we are uh, really...
1: We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Yeah, Mark Braybrook with you on this Saturday morning as we get towards uh, full-time. Some terrific matches being played this weekend, this afternoon, the Bears and the Capras at Pissy Park on the Gold Coast. That's 1v4, uh, 1v5, sorry. Uh, and then tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, you'll hear this match on SEN, the Sunshine Coast Falcons up against the Tweed Seagulls. So first and second last week, as we mentioned earlier, uh, beaten in the first week of the, the playoffs and they take on a Capra side who... Uh, I thought were done and dusted, as I mentioned earlier as well. But Lionel Harbin able to get them into this match with a win over the Pride and Tweed. Too good for the Brisbane Tigers. They're the matches this weekend and that Falcons-Seagulls game uh, tomorrow morning here on SEN. Now, the team of the week for the finals... the fullback in the team of the week was Julian Christian from the Northern Pride. Two tries, 185 run metres, three line breaks, five tackle breaks. Um, in what turned out to be his last game of the year. So uh, Julian Christian, the fullback in the team of the week. Uh, On one wing, Jermaine Asako from Tweed. Um, He scored a try, 193 run metres, 43 of those post contacts, three line breaks, three tackle breaks and four tackles. So he's on one wing. The other winger also from Tweed, Scott Galliano, um... Uh, Winger with one try, 150 run metres, 51 of those post-contact. The line break, three tackle breaks and seven tackles. So two Tweed players on the wings. The centres from Burley. Sammy Saluma uh, hasn't been back long uh, from injury, um, but he was terrific on the weekend. 213 run metres, 114 of those post-contact. A line break and four tackle breaks um, in the loss to Norths on the weekend. Sammy Saluma, one of the centres. The other centre, Tony Tamusa from the Norths Devils. A try, 171 run metres, 49 49 of those post contact. A line break, a line break assist and eight tackle breaks uh, for Tony Tamusa from Norths to make the team of the week. The halves, the 5'8", from Tweed. Will Brimson. Uh, was terrific. He was the player of the match in that game. Two tries, 173 run metres, two line breaks, a line break assist and nine tackle breaks uh, for Will to be named the 5'8 in the team of the week and also the man of the match in the nine coverage. Uh, the halfback from the Redcliffe Dolphins, Cody Hunter. He was excellent during their win over the Falcons. A try assist, 125 run metres, 29 of those post contact, a line break, a line break assist, four tackle breaks and 222 kick metres for our halfback in the team of the week, Cody Hunter. Now, the front rowers from the central Queensland Capras, Bailey Butler we've mentioned his name a few times this year, uh, he only had 41 minutes on the field, managed to try 131 run metres 43 of those path contact, a line break, 5 tackle breaks and the 10 tackles. So one of the front rowers, Bailey Butler from the Capras, the other front rower also from the Capras, and we've mentioned his name a few times this year, Tyler Zepanowski. He had 45 minutes on the field, a try, 127 run metres, 29 those of post contact, a line break, five tackle breaks, and 21 tackles. Our hookup in the team of the week, Tyson Smoothie from the Sunshine Coast Falcons, um, 47 tackles, a try assist, One from three, a field goal, 53 run metres, a line break, five tackle breaks. Uh, So he just edged out Pat Politone from the Burley Bears as the hooker in the team of the week. Tyson Smoothie from the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Um, The back rowers from the Northern Pride, Connolly Lemuelu. Um, He's, of course, contracted the uh, Cowboys uh, for the remainder of the year. Um, it's his final game for the year, so he'll be available for the Cowboys if they have some injury concerns in the semi finals of the playoffs. A try, 119 run metres, 24 post contact, the line break five tackle breaks and 27 tackles. The other back rower, Jack Howarth from the Sunshine Coast Falcons, 159 run metres, 72 of those post-contact, six tackle breaks, one-on-one steal and 25 tackles. Uh, Pride Pedersen-Rabati was also uh, very good for the Dolphins, but just edged out by Jack Howarth. The captain and lock forward, Lachlan Hubner from the central Queensland Capras, Um, He was the player of the match in their win over the Pride. 56 minutes on the field. He filled in at Hooker as well. Scored two tries, 116 run metres, three line breaks, seven tackle breaks and 34 tackles. Uh, So he was named the lock forward in the team of the week. The bench, Trey Fuller from the Redcliffe Dolphins. uh, The Dolphins fullback, 284 run metres, 103 of those post-contact, three line breaks, 11 tackle breaks uh, to give his side the week off and into the finals. Josh Rogers from the Burley Bears is also on the bench. Two tries, three from three with the boot, 144 run metres, four tackle breaks, 15 tackles. Kieran Mosley from Norths uh, was terrific for the Devils. A try 112 run meters, a line break, three tackle breaks and 42 tackles. And Valence Tavare from the Redcliffe Dolphins, who's had an outstanding season. uh, A try 99 run meters, one line break, a line break assist, five tackles and 26 tackles. So there is your team of the week for the first week of the final series. Now, having a look at the results of the uh, statewide. But before we do that, uh, the nominees are in for the grassroots awards, the community, the 2022 NRL Community Awards. Now there's six individual and collective grassroots awards. They were established in 2007 and go to, uh, you know, volunteers all around the country. Now, the judging panel is chaired by the ARL Commissioner, and there's representatives from across the game. There's the Indigenous Community Award, the Volunteer of the Year, the Young Person of the Year, uh, the Community Rugby League Club of the Year, Women in League, and the Teacher of the Year. So they're the awards and the uh, Queensland nominees in the Indigenous Community Award. Francis Loma uh, is nominated from Queensland. The Volunteer of the Year Award, uh, David Bella from Queensland and Jimmy King from Queensland, they're the nominees. Uh, the Young Person of the Year, Ethan Garton uh, from Queensland. Hard to believe that another nominee is also Ethan. So two Ethans have been nominated in the Young Person of the Year, but Ethan Garten from Queensland. The Community Rugby League Club of the Year, uh, the nominee f- is the Miles Rugby League Club from Queensland. So, good luck to Miles. They've been nominated um, from Queensland for the Community Rugby League Club of the Year, the Women in League Award, and a from Queensland is the nominee. And the Teacher of the Year, Barbara Line, is the Queensland nominee in the NRL Community Awards, and they'll be n- um, they'll be uh, presented. On Thursday the 29th of January, the winners receive a prize pack valued over $15,000, $5,000 cash, a TV and a VIP grand final experience. So good luck to all those nominees but particularly the Queenslanders. Now, results across the region. First of all, the BRL Premier final, Premier A-grade finals week two. West Brisbane Panthers 28, Malimba 24 and Wynnum 24 defeated Valley's 16, So they still remain unbeaten, the West Brisbane Panthers. On the Gold Coast, finals week two, Southport 34, Burley 14. And Tugan, 32, defeated Runaway Bay 18. So Southport upsetting Burley there in week two of the finals. In Ipswich, it was grand finals. And Brothers edged out Swifts. Ipswich Brothers 24, Swifts Bluebirds 20. You've got to feel for Swifts because they were unbeaten on the season. 15 from 15 beaten by brothers in the grand final by 24 points to 20. Now in Toowoomba finals week two, Highfield Eagles 22 defeated Gundawindi 20 while the Wattles 38 defeated Gatton Hawks 22. And so Gatton they've gone out backwards after only losing two games in the season in the women's premiership, the Gundawindi Boars 20 defeated Oakey Bears 14 and Gatton 32 and defeated Newdown Lions four in the, um, Sunshine Coast. It was the Beerwa Bulldogs twenty defeated Kiwana eight. That is in week two of the finals in the women's competition. Kiwana twenty six defeated Capultja Snakes ten. Now in the South Burnett, Mergon Mergon Mustangs twenty eight defeated the Wandai Wolves twenty two. That is in week two there. Uh, in the North region, week one of the finals, um, we had Ivanhoe Knights 30 defeated Atherton Roosters 14 and Cairns Brothers 29 defeating Innisfail Brothers 22. In Mackay, the grand final was won by the West Tigers 40 over the Mackay Magpies 24. The West Tigers were minor premiers there in the women. It was a double to Mackay. They defeated the Carlton's Devils, 18 points to four. Mackay winning the minor premiership there as well. Now in Townsville, week two, the Herbert River Crushers, 32, defeated the Burdekin and Roosters, 10. While in the women's, it was Central Tigers, 34 the Burdekin Roosters, 18. In Rocky, the grand final. Yapoon 26, defeated the Rockhampton Brothers, 16. So the minor premiership and the premiership for Yapoon In the women, it was the Rockhampton Brothers, 32, defeating Emu Park Emus, 10, after the Rockhampton Brothers had finished on top of the table with just the one loss throughout the year. In Roma, Roma City Gladiators, 34, defeated Mitchell Magpies, 10. Roma City, unbeaten throughout the season, and winning the grand final by 38 points to 10. In Bundy, uh, the grand final, Harvey Bay Seagulls 34, defeated Pass Brothers 14. Uh, Harvey Bay finished second on the table. Waves Tigers were the minor premiers, but it was Harvey Bay beating Pass Brothers in the grand final, 34 points to Sorry, what was that there? Yeah, 34 points to 14 in the uh, grand final in the southeast. Goodner for the women. Uh, Goodner, 28, defeated Valley Diehards, four. Valley were minor premiers. Goodner finishing runner-up there, but winning the grand final by 28 points to four. In the central, Burnett, uh, the grand final began to Gladiators, 32, defeated Ruse 14, In the north, Miriam Vale Magpies, 34, defeated South Colon 24. And in the central west, Colden, Sand Goannas, 14, defeated the Blackall Magpies, 10. In the women's, Blackwater, 38, Bluff Rabbitohs nil. In the central highlands, we'll finish with this, Claremont, 34, defeated Dysart, 28, in their grand final as well. As I mentioned, uh, terrific games this weekend. This afternoon, we've got uh, an absolute cracker. Um, with uh, Pizzy Park, the venue for the game between the Central Capras and the Burley Bears. And tomorrow morning from 11, uh, the kickoff is at 11 o'clock between the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Uh, they're at home in a, a game that they have to They take on Tweed, I should say, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and you'll hear that match here on SEM. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex Composite Decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.